Hello and welcome to another episode of the Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. I'm your host, Danny C. from Danny Wedding Planning, and today we are talking about venue selection. This can be a tough and extremely discouraging process for couples. This episode is designed to give you inside information on how to be successful, as well as giving you my foolproof process for finding lots of viable wedding venues. Welcome, let's dive in. So you are engaged. You listened to episode one, picked your wedding adjectives, vision cast your dream wedding details, and talked budget. Hopefully you even have a guest list, a real written down guest list, not a made up number in your head. You've actually typed one out. Now is the time to venue shop. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly suggest listening to the first couple, especially episodes one for what to do first and episodes three for budgeting. But if you have, you know from my budgeting episode that your venue plus your catering and rentals is likely going to be half of your overall budget. So you have a budget in mind as you shop for your venue. In a Google search for venues in your desired area, you will see websites that have helpful lists, not only Yelp, but the wedding spot, wedding wire, the knot.com, and here comes the guide. They all have compilation lists by area or by the type of venue that you are searching for. So you are, of course, combing through these sites to find viable options that hit the mark, not only on the desired aesthetic, but the location, the capacity, and the budget. But here's the tricky part. While location and capacity are easy to search and filter for, even though most people are most flexible on location and even fairly flexible on the number of people, budget is very rarely listed and you will need to inquire. So couples find beautiful sites, you inquire, you wait to hear back, but have a tough time being efficient in building a list of in-budget venue options. Okay, if this is you, let's talk about what's happening here. Google is sourcing traditional wedding venues. These are businesses that have listed themselves as venues, either all-inclusive or ones where outside food and beverage is also allowed. There are some huge advantages to going with the traditional wedding venue. Often far less planning is needed, These sites are set up in every way for weddings. They often come with staffing, parking, coordinators, sometimes even on-site accommodations, and they are gorgeous. Downside, they are usually fairly pricey. Of course, some are more than others, but it can be hard to find the ones with your price in mind. And a huge disadvantage is that they don't list their price and you have to inquire. Now, it never hurts to inquire. Set up a stock email message so you don't have to write the same one again and again. You can use it as a template and inquire via phone call and email. CTE means call, text, email. And every time you reach out, I recommend doing this, all three of these, calling, texting, and emailing. The internet is your friend, but your friends are even more so your friends. What I recommend above and beyond inquiring to all these venues is to reach out to people in your network. Friends, people in the wedding industry that you know, especially people who have planned weddings that you have enjoyed. You know, traditional venues take many forms. Hotels, wineries, barns, farms, restaurants, churches, museums, waterfronts, banquet halls, country clubs, historic venues, and gardens. So talk to people who know the area that you are considering well, locals and professionals who can recommend places to reach out to. Just a note that this process is a lot of back and forth. Usually couples sit down and find a few places they reach out and by the time the places get back to them, it's hard to keep them all straight. My advice is to tackle it in multiple call down sessions. Sit together as a couple, research and make a list of five to 10 viable places, call, text, email, call, leave a message if they don't answer, text if there's a mobile number and follow up with an email, 
Be aware that weekends and Mondays are busy wedding world days, but I recommend doing this on a day that's convenient for you, even if you get an answering machine, and then blocking off an hour or so to tackle the follow-up emails or hit another batch of venues a few days later. At the end of your session, look ahead on your calendar and block a few Saturdays coming up or whatever day works for both of you to visit. And when wedding venues are available and within your budget, book tours back-to-back for those open dates. Seek to see three to five venues if you can, and if travel allows. This is a numbers game. If you are organized, persistent, and work in large volumes of viable options, you are going to find much better results and become less frustrated when some venues are booked or don't work out. While many sites won't be able to quote you an exact price before you visit on site, you can and should push back that they at least should give you a starting rate to be sure it's worth your time to visit. Ask for a base rate that packages start at to be sure it's a good fit. If you get someone on the phone in your call down, check availability for your wedding date or season, ask about base prices, and book a site tour if it's a fit. Other options. Rental spaces, which are far less expensive, are often a great option as well. Parks, beaches, churches, rec centers, outdoor facilities, elk lodges or moose lodges, local clubs, these don't always pop up on your search because they haven't been tagged as wedding sites, but they do allow weddings to happen at their sites, so this could be a good option as well. Google your favorite natural overlooks, parks, and rec centers to find their websites and check about weddings. The advantages here are that the expense is usually a small rental fee. Some clubs are well-equipped for large parties with kitchens, restrooms, stages, and PA systems. Also, nature for the ceremony like a beach or forest could be free or very inexpensive for a permit fee. The disadvantage is that they are often less inclusive and may require you to bring outside rentals or food. They may have limitations on the number of people, what you are allowed to bring. They may be less private like a beach and they may put you more in the elements. Private residents and backyard weddings. Many people frustrated with the high overhead of venues consider private residences or private outdoor spaces and backyards. This option is highly customizable. You bring your own everything and you get your pick for even the most sought after Saturdays in high wedding season. It's also incredibly special and can be way less expensive, depending on what is already available at the home. The downside is that a house is not always set up for a wedding. Consider parking. Are the neighbors going to complain? Will you need to hire additional restrooms? Are there renovations or landscaping needs? And what is the natural capacity of the space? Does that line up with your guest list? What's your rain plan? And finally, consider the property limitations, similar to those outdoor spaces like beaches or overlooks, Is it safe, accessible for children, elderly, those with disabilities, uneven surfaces, uncovered pools, cliffs, steep driveways, or are there any other, you know, unique downsides to consider before diving in? One more consideration. I want to address a unique challenge that is the relational element of taking up someone's offer to host your wedding at their property. Often this is a concern for couples. They want to be respectful. They are concerned that the added burden on this family member or friend could hurt their relationship. What I'll say is that I've seen this work out really well. If someone has offered and their house is fairly set up for the event, the host of the property genuinely wants to bless you as a couple and the couple is willing to make these small concessions to be sure that the property is respected, then I think it's going to be fine. My advice for couples going this route is to ask them to provide a capacity limit that they are comfortable with and respect it. Otherwise, you should totally consider these offers great options. The red flags that I would take into consideration here, if the relationship is strained or there is bad blood, if the host wants to do a lot of renovations leading up to the wedding, 
If you ask them and they seem hesitant, if they don't usually throw large parties, if they have factors at the house that limit your vision to the point where you aren't sure you're willing to make those concessions. I think if you see any of those at play, you may want to pause and maybe research some additional options for yourself. Even for couples with a great backyard offer, I do recommend consulting other rented spaces and coming up with a few good options. Research traditional venues and rented spaces. Having one or two other viable options can give you the peace of mind as well as the power to pivot should anything happen that makes your backyard wedding impossible. Create a spreadsheet where items of different levels of inclusivity can be matched side by side and compared prices like apples to apples. So on this spreadsheet, you would see, you know, the all-inclusive traditional venue, but then you would have an area where you had priced out a rented backyard space, including all the rentals you're going to need with tables and chairs and the catering package to see if that truly is, you know, more cost effective to have it at your friend's backyard. The most common problems I see are couples who have a short engagement, need to let guests know, and they are stressed that the time-consuming nature of what I've just suggested doesn't work for the fact that both couples likely have full-time jobs and just need to set the date and move forward. Listen, I hear you, but this is a numbers game. Spend more time reaching out to resources who can give you more viable referrals and block time to really do a thorough search. Seek quality over quantity, but don't settle for a surface-level search. Another problem is everything is coming up too pricey. Are you searching in a city that is a wedding destination? This happened to me. I underestimated the appeal of my hometown, Carmel, California, and everything was booked and very pricey. If you can go to a nearby town that's got a little less sticker appeal, you can often get a better deal. Another problem, everything is booked. That means you're either searching in coveted wedding cities or you may have a shorter engagement where those coveted Saturdays are booking up during the most desirable seasons. Some solutions are for you to be open to a Friday, a Sunday, or a midweek wedding. Can you get married in an off-season like winter or spring? Can you widen the location search? Can you consider private residence or non-traditional venue sites? Maybe a church ceremony that ends at a hotel's ballroom for your reception. Also, say it's February and you were targeting October, so an eight-month engagement. A lot of venues will have March and April dates open, I know it's crazy, but I have seen couples pivot to a three to four month engagement because their dream venue had an opening. Be aware, in California at least, this is our traditional rainy season, hence why those dates are open. Instead, I recommend doubling down your efforts as there are a lot of venues out there. And finally, if you are having trouble finding options you like and you really feel like you've been pounding the pavement and doing a really thorough search, my advice is to revisit your key objectives in episode one, and think about what you want from your wedding. Forget Google and find five people in your network to take a phone call with that can just give you valuable advice. Maybe your mom knows a wedding planner, maybe your friend got married in the same area, or you have a friend who is a wedding photographer. Even if venue isn't their area of expertise, talk with them about how you are stuck and listen to their advice. Even take one phone call just to ask for more contacts that might be able to help. I really recommend a phone call, not a text. Even better is taking them out to coffee. Tell them you are heading into your wedding season and would just love to pick their brain and get their perspective. Absolutely send them a handwritten thank you note afterwards as well. Walk through your limiting factors for your search and ask them for referrals and for the names of different wedding sites. Also post the question on social media. Responses from people might even prompt referrals for your five phone calls. Something to consider for the couple who wants to have a weekend slash destination wedding. 
Okay, firstly, that does sound like so much fun, but be aware that there is a lot more coordination for you. It will likely be more expensive when it's more than just one day, and especially if it's not local to you or to the majority of your guests. There are exceptions, as like I've heard of Mexico having all-inclusive venues in these packages that are really a lot less expensive. But by and large, I think it's, it's generally more work and more money to have multi-day events. One thing I don't feel couples are told up front as well is to be mindful that many of your guests, even those who love you, have busy lives and likely have limited paid time off. It's a big ask for a multi-day commitment from your guests and for any type of long-distance travel, especially international travel. By all means, do it. Have a festival-themed four-day wedding. Have a wedding in Spain, in Mexico. Just don't take it personally if people aren't able to come. But do your best to limit the financial mandate of your guests. Those paying for flights and accommodations should hopefully not be asked to pay for much else. Don't ask guests to stay in a particular place or hotel. Instead, suggest a range of different options for various budgets and accommodations. Definitely let them know where you are staying. It can be fun to splurge if you know you will get more time with the couple, but be mindful that some people will prefer to use Airbnb or more kid-friendly resorts to accommodate their family. In closing, I hope you and your partner can sit down and start searching great venues together. I hope you call, text, email, CTE, until you receive a response. Be savvy, connect your text to your computer for quicker communication, and draft one email and text template so you can copy and paste and save time. Do say the venue name in the email line so that the response is easy to identify, make lists, and keep at it. Thanks so much. See you next time.